Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Map Report for the 2021 season. A brief whistle-stop tour of the weekend's fixtures, well, usually anyway. The fourth round of league matches in the senior Saturday season were washed out this weekend. Friday night and Saturday morning rain saw every match in all four leagues that Mac competed in cancelled, with the exception of Chester Borton Hall, so a massive well done to their ground staff for getting their game on. Rain didn't stop play for the Sunday 11. They got their match in versus Mobley, but more about that later. As I said last week, it's always a pleasure to welcome new guests to the Mac Report. And this week, I'm really happy to introduce Helen Nicholson and Claire Greensmith. Hello and welcome, Helen and Claire. For those who are not aware, Helen and Claire, with the support of others, are driving forward the women's and girls cricket section at the club. And I had the pleasure of having a socially distanced pint on Friday night with my housemate, at the club, and it was absolutely rocking. There were young players spread all over the outfield, girls and boys, and closer to the nets, the women's team were honing their skills, ready for their next fixture. Helen, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Glad to be on this podcast with you. Me too. I'm glad that you could join us. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day. Uh, we had a brief exchange of messages the other day, but please uh, tell our loyal listeners to the Matt Report, what is the motivating factor for yourself in driving forward the women's and girls section? I think it started because Claire and I had daughters that were playing in the under nines uh, mixed sides, um, softball. Um, I think actually at the time my daughter was just hanging around the club actually after her older brother. Anyway, we we they started to play under nines mix and they were enjoying it. And actually we started to end up with quite a lot of girls playing in the mixed sides. And, and I think that was helped by the lockdown because a lot of other sports weren't on and we also had a lovely spring and summer. So we, we started to attract quite a lot of girls. And they were really loving the cricket and their friendships that they were forming. But but what we could see was that although the girls can play for two years longer in under, um, under nines um, softball, there isn't really a very easy pathway for them going forward. Yes, many of the girls or some of the girls can play in under 11s and under 13s hardball. But we were finding that they weren't really, we weren't getting the numbers through that route, although that still is a, a route for them and some of the girls do play in those teams. So if our daughters were to continue to play in the sport, we needed to do something about it. So that was our motivating factor for setting up the girls' teams. We had a lot of girls and they wanted to continue playing and they were enjoying playing. I think it's probably fair to say they were enjoying playing in an all-girls team. The, the motivation around the women's team was I think we didn't want to be left out um, and there were a lot of women who wanted to play cricket. Um, but also for Claire and I, we could see that we needed to provide a route um, for the older girls um, after they've played at sort of under 15s. It's where do they go after that? So we wanted to provide a team for them to be able to join in a few years' time. I mean, I certainly hope the girls are enjoying playing. They definitely look like it on Friday. Uh, and you're right, breaking, breaking down the barriers and creating this extra pathway is only going to help the, the girls go from strength to strength. Uh, I definitely had the pleasure last year of playing for the fourth team, playing alongside uh, young wicketkeeper Charlotte Neal, I think it is. Um, I think she was the first girl to represent one of the senior Saturday sides for the club, which is absolutely outstanding. And really, that's what the sort of long-term aim is, isn't it? To get more and more... Uh, girls coming through and playing, obviously in the the girls' teams, obviously in the women's teams, but also um, diversifying our Saturday teams a little bit. Uh, that will happen with good coaching. Claire, how good is your coach 
Fred Slater. Legendary is all I can say. I have to say, um, obviously, a lot of the girls that player cricket have secondary sports so I had the pleasure on Saturday and very 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 wet Manchester netball match speaking to a lady called April who Mr Fred Slater actually coached when she was part of the women's um, team about 30 years ago so it's been great to have him back on board and us rebuilding the women's team and I think he's been fantastic with just that enthusiasm and driving and he's not the only one I think we've attracted some great people to come and help us technically we've got veteran academy coach Robin Farmer who is just brilliant on a Friday with those older children and then also we've got Neil Montaldo who all he wants to do is coach those little under nines and the inspiration he's given them is fantastic so we the coaching is what it's all about but not only the coaches I mean we've had brilliant support from the lovely ladies of Tandy doing the memberships trying to get I think we're on 65 women and girls now that we're at the on Friday we've had Charlotte because obviously the safeguarding aspects with us making sure that the girls are welcomed in the mix and on the girls And then Debbie, just keeping us there with the first aiders. So, yes, coaching, as you said, paramount. Brilliant. Yeah, I think there's been some some volunteers involved as well, maybe from the under-15s, but their passion and their expertise and and just their enthusiasm, um, it's clear to see with the numbers increasing, like you mentioned there with the membership, that it is being successful. And that's really, really good to see. So credit to Fred and his team. Uh, You mentioned Neil and Robin there, but also any of the volunteers that are helping out and also the members of the committee that you you just mentioned there. It's, it's, It's brilliant to see. And Friday really was just a pleasure, not just because of... COVID being sort of restricted to where we can go and things like that. But just to see the club so busy on a Friday night again and, and with girls and boys and women um, enjoying cricket, which is what we want everybody to do. Claire, you played your first um, fixture for the women's team last Wednesday. It was against North East Cheshire Cricket Club. Can you talk us through that match? Oh, yes. Well, all I can say, it was very lucky that Fred was there to um, herd us cats, as I might say. Um, Obviously, we went up to toss. We won the toss with all 10 of us looking at each other going, OK, then what what do we do? So we looked over to Fred. Fred said, you bat. <laughs> and if you don't want to bat, go away, have a word with everyone and go back and bat. <laughs> so we dutifully went into bat. And I have to say, Heather and Liz stepped up looking <laughs> as scared as anything facing the first lot of balls and it was a joy. Unfortunately, NECC did put an exceptional bowler up to start with. So the first three overs, we didn't really see anything on the board until Liz thankfully took a cheeky run. So we were very happy with that. Um, then the second lot, we had our birthday girl who had just turned 17 on that day. So Michaela showed us how to play cricket and we applauded her, which he just found those boundaries, kept hitting them out. And it was great with her partner, Rosie, who's very, very new to the game. So a brilliant pairing. Um, the, the next two pairs, I think uh, we had one young lady. Well, Pat 
won't mind me saying young lady. But I think as a veteran, she did brilliantly. And I think her son would be very, very proud of um, her, her, what she actually put in for us with Caroline there. So we learnt to bat. They got a few cheeky runs and Pat got a four. So we, we were moving up quite nicely until we got the, um, the fourth pair, which was Michelle and Amanda. So we exited on 59. They took three wickets off us, but we were, we were pretty happy with that. Um, so Fred obviously kept having to come over to me and say, Claire, when I do this and I look like an aeroplane, it's a wide because I'm trying to score, but I was too excited to watch. So the lovely NECC lady, Heather, had to be the one going, Claire, have you got that? No ball. Have you got that wide? I went, yeah, 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 we're there. So everyone was definitely guiding us in our first first um, match out there. It sounds very similar to some school matches that I've had to umpire, checking that people are scoring correctly. That's great. And and I suppose you've, you've mentioned that it was a challenge playing against uh, North East Cheshire. I think they, they've got a couple of sort of players already on the Cheshire pathway, haven't they? Yeah, I think the average age probably on East NECC was about 21. I think we were up at 45. So, yes, they there were some very capable young ladies on their team. What, what a great barometer, I suppose, to, to look at maybe in a year's time or two years' time to see uh, how far you, you'll come as a team, hopefully. Yes, definitely. Brilliant. So the bowling innings. Ah, well, obviously we had scared rabbits and Pat, she took the lead. And I think the problem Pat had, unfortunately, was her bowling was exceptional, which actually meant they could connect. So they had a few falls coming out of there. So um, they started pretty well. They, they got 11 on the board straight away. And then Caroline came in. The point with Caroline was no wides, no no balls, which she was the only one of us that managed it. So I think that's a big applaud to her and the other beauty with Caroline was with her when we did the stats for her daughter they both got exactly the same stats from her daughter and this one so which was lovely lovely to see um so then we had um a couple of inexperienced bowlers never picked up a ball and we have to say Carleen went in there and she tried and it was and this is what the ladies was about it's okay to have a go so yep a few not so good bowls but it was brilliant to see her persevering with that so um i have to say necc were giving us some challenges and they were getting ahead um but the last lot of pairings we put up which was michaela and michelle they were brilliant I told Michaela she needed six wickets for us to stand us chance. She went and she stood up there. She took the first one. She took the second one. I I honestly think she took the third, but for some reason, Fred said it was a noble. Must work out what that was. So considering the amount she had to get, we were in awe of her. Um, the score ended up, I think they were, I don't really know how that works out, 302 for three and we were um 260 for three so all in all really really positive 
it does sound like a really positive experience. And like you said, both teams have taken three wickets there, which is really good. I was going to ask you about some standout players, but you, you've gone through that methodically. So I'm not going to ask you that question. But what I will ask you is, have you got a player of the day? Ah, oh, birthday girl, Michaela, without a shadow of a doubt. Brilliant. Well done, Michaela. Um, I'm going to move on to the girls' debut fixture. Helen, I believe you were watching that. I was, yes. It was yesterday. Excellent. How how did they get on? They did really well. This was our first girls' uh, match um, in our league. Um, the under thirteens, unfortunately, lost a lost a game for the weather. But so this was the under eleven side. Um, we fielded year seven, sorry, years four, five, and six, um, and, and we we had a resounding win. Um, we were three hundred twenty eight for four wickets against Stockport Georgians, who were 260 for nine wickets. Um, I think the very positive and, and a, you know, really um, confidence-building start for us was that every one of the team uh, managed to take a wicket with Autumn Greensmith um, taking two. Um, so that's got to be a good confidence-building for the girls. Um, Isabella Montaldo, who is our youngest player, um, she cleaned the stumps at one point. Um, and her, yes, her father was umpiring. I'm not sure if he didn't know whether to dance in the air or award the, award the wicket. But yeah, it was it was a really impressive bowl. Um, so yes, we won the toss. We elected to bowl first. Um, we had a good bowling performance and actually our economy wasn't bad. And, and with pairs cricket at this age, obviously um, the the extras can be a bit like having an extra man on the other side, can't they? So, but actually, our economies really weren't bad. There was some really good um, fielding. Um, I think uh, I think Annabelle Morton, um, who is probably our star player of, of the match, um, she she managed to bowl and catch <laughs> catch the ball off her own um, off the bat. So that was that was a pretty impressive piece of fielding and some good fielding from Bethany Mottram, I think. Um, she got a stumping and a run out as well in the, in in the field. So there was some really strong um, field work from the girls, and their batting performance was good. Um, it was strong. They were they were getting cheeky runs. Some I think perhaps we might have to learn not to go for every cheeky runs. I think they were getting away with one or two perhaps. Um, this I know a few players in the uh, first team who could take a bit of advice from that as well. To be honest, well, possibly yeah. Um, but Annabelle Morton scored um, 35 with some fairly impressive sixes. Um, Bella Moore um, on 22 and Bethany Autumn also on good scores. So um, there were some really strong batting performances from our year fives and year six girls. It was it was under 11, was it? This, this was under 11, yes. But we, we fielded, deliberately fielded a mixed team of the girls that perhaps have had a little more match experience. And then Claire brought the rest of the under 11 squad so that they could learn match play by watching a game because some of those girls or the majority of those girls have never played in a match. So they needed to see a proper match being played. So Claire talked them through um, what was going on and what the team had done well, etc. Um, and thankfully, we managed to get a gap in the rain clouds as we all sat on the bank and it actually felt like this is what it's all about for a moment. Yeah, it definitely seems like the cricket gods are, are on your side. Um, obviously. The, the women's team lost but as we said that's a bit of a barometer and and we can make some progress and, and that's the best thing is that you know that there's ways of moving forward and, and hopefully with the coaches that we mentioned uh, those performances will go from strength to strength uh, it's been a 
It's going to be a big summer for women's cricket. The inaugural match of the 100 um, between, I think it's Oval Invincibles and our own local side, Manchester Originals. And that's going to be live on BBC, followed by 10 more men's matches and eight women's fixtures. And that's a mammoth step for grassroots and girls cricket. Um, Can you just let us know how the girls can get involved. If there's anybody who's listening who's got maybe a sibling, uh, a mother or father who's playing at Mac or even playing at another club and they've accidentally stumbled across uh, my drivel, um, can you tell them how they could get involved? Well, club night is Friday. So the girls are there from 5.30. We basically say, turn up. Me and Helen will be there. We can direct you into the right place. The women, we are starting at six o'clock because we were finding 5.30 was a little bit too early for by the time everyone's done mum's taxi, sorted out the teas, got home from work, worked out whether the husband's in the bar at the cricket club or where. So they needed a little bit of a delay and then they run on till seven. So it's just follow the website as well. There is a link on there to all of us for to get hold of any other details, but turn up. That's all we can ask. Brilliant. And I'll second that. And as I've already said, it was it was a great sight to see on Friday. Um, obviously, the games on Sunday as well is, is really, really good stuff for the for the club. It's positive for the community. So, uh, Claire and Helen, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and I hope you enjoy listening back to it later on. Thank you very much. Thank you. The Sunday 11 kicked off their season, obviously on Sunday. The rain didn't stop them. We've got Richard Flint, the best fielder at the club, here with us this this evening, Richard. How are you getting on in sunny Sheffield? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Uh, back here the last two weeks of uni. Not doing as much work as I could, of course, as I should, of course. But uh, not bad. Ready for cricket again at the weekend. Mate, I've got a good question for you. We'll get into the cricket in a second. How are you enjoying playing this season rather than being sat in the score box? Yeah, it's good, mate. Um, hopefully, I start doing a bit better personally. And uh, we keep keep doing well on a Saturday and now Sundays. Well, as long as you're uh, the best fielder at the club, mate, I'll, you'll always have my backing. Um, let's move into to Sunday's game. So you were playing against Mobberley. How, how, how did we go? Did we start bowling, batting? Yeah, so uh, got there, obviously, all the rain in, in the world, Saturday and Friday night. Um, Paolo put us a good pitch together, as always, um, and until me and Miles and everyone else was getting the covers off, which were covered in all the water. Uh it was all good. Then we had a little, little spillage between the covers, which gave Matt the only decision of win the toss and bowl, as he did. Outstanding. And and I understand, well, actually, I, I know because I was there watching, but you donned the gloves, didn't you, behind the sticks? I did. You have just given me a good uh, a good uh, record in the field, but not with the gloves. They're a foreign object, that's for sure. What a waste of a field. A captain's decision there must be questionable. I'd have, I'd have had you in the covers. Yeah, it was more my decision fueled by Lager on Saturday <laughs> afternoon, I think. So who was the pick of the bowlers yesterday? Yeah, so uh, open with Finn and Ben, Finn Nash, Ben Farmer. As always, a brilliant pair. Uh, I think they're about 14 or 15, and I'm stood there. I don't know what the batsman's thinking, but I'm stood behind the stumps, not knowing which way the ball's swinging. Uh, both bowled very well. Changes brought Matt Cunningham on as skipper with a debutant, Nohan. Uh, all bowling well. Matt took a took good wicket, first, first ball up. Uh, brilliant catch from Harry Martin, who uh, told everyone off for telling him to catch the ball, uh, which he which he did with no trouble. Uh, this their number three, who uh, Miles Horner told me was a bit of a 
He'd seen it, played against him before on a Saturday, started batting very well until he, uh, he came up with a big injury for playing football in the week. So he stuck to hitting it for six and, for, and uh, finding the boundary. Dickie Hammond, I think that was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he was, you know, him and then the number five came in and they were batting really well together. Alistair Knight did eventually get Hammond out 57 uh, to the only ball I caught all day. The celebration was wild, mate. The shirt off around the boundary isn't really crit- cricket etiquette, but but fair play to you. It was a good snapple. Exactly, mate. Um, and then, yeah, we brought Harry Martin on and Finn finish. Restricted well. Uh, we fielded pretty well generally. A bit of improvement required, perhaps. But it took them to uh, 188 for six from their 40 overs. Look, I'm not, I'm not being unkind here. That must have been one of the heaviest teams that I've ever seen a max side play against there were some big fellas in that team yeah their uh average age was certainly higher than ours and uh not that i've told you the result yet but we uh you know we put up a good fight eventually finishing 31 runs short 31 runs short but you're going to talk to us about the batting and you're not going to leave us there are you of course not mate come on because quite a few interesting things happened in the batting innings didn't they yeah, so Yash and Alistair opened up, looking pretty uh, pretty strong together. A few early boundaries, running well together, although you would need a microphone a few yards away in order to hit either of them call. Uh, we lost Yash first, bringing Sebi to the middle. Their opening bowler uh, found his found his leg stump pretty early on, bringing myself with an almighty nose bleeding at number four. Uh, no one wants to hear about my batting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Flinty, don't stop there. You were going to swiftly move on, weren't you? Of course. Talk us through six of the ten runs you scored. Yeah, so, well, start with the first ball, mate, if you want the full comprehensive review. Yeah, go on. Um, Miles will be able to edit it out if it's rubbish. The first ball I was told, oh, this this lad, he's, you know, he's took a few wickets, but he's not doing much. Uh, first ball, nearly played on some own stumps. Then saw a few the next over, a couple of runs before, I think, shutting my eyes and swinging as hard as I can. The cleanest shot I've ever hit and probably will over extra cover mid off. Uh to which all of yourself and all my all my other mates that were down give it the big one on the on the balcony. Mate, I'm privileged to be named as one of your mates, to be honest. Well, I know you've not got too many, I suppose. <laughs> Mate, you went like a tracer, went straight over mid off. Oh, I was I was uh, stood in the it, middle laughing laughing like the, the wicket keeper couldn't believe. Right out the screws. Uh, give, give your sponsors a mention. Who who are you using? What was your wand? Uh, the only sponsors I've got are my uh, burger burger shop workplace in Sheffield and the Chiffy at Broken Cross. Thank you very much. Uh, other chippies are available. Um, great stuff, mate. And then there was a bit of a pause in the game, wasn't there? Yeah. So, um, you know, just the ball before I was out. Uh, sorry, the ball after I was out. Uh, we, I know, I know things. They want everyone wanted to see me bat again, but a helicopter did arrive, air ambulance for a drill, which we thought. For somebody needing hospital attention, to which uh, Miles Horner took it on himself to go and uh, inspect the helicopter, either checking it was all right to take off again or asking if he could have a, a fly himself. I'm not sure. I, thought, I don't know what the conversation was. Uh, telling, the, perhaps telling the bloke to uh, shift off so we could carry on and watch Miles bat at number five, which again a bit of a nosebleed. I mean, it was a great park job, though, wasn't it? He was off it was the, the field of play. You could have carried we were, on. He wasn't going to get yeah, hit we over were, there, was he? We were worried for a second that. Uh, he was going. He was heading right for the middle of the square, and then uh, pulled off something you'd only see on a computer game. Perfectly parallel park between boundary and hill. I reckon we should have carried on, to be honest. But 
I suppose not. Well, <laughs> your, your your own six that you hit and the helicopter, they weren't the only highlights of the innings. Uh, talk us through a few of the, the, the knocks that came in a little bit lower down the order. Yeah, so a few more wickets. Saw us in a bit of trouble until uh, Finn Nash, Ben Farmer. But yeah, again, 14-15 overall DR. Batted brilliantly together. Running like the other team couldn't even imagine. And playing some brilliant shots, both finding the boundary regularly. Finn, 39, before you ask, player of the day for sure. Uh, ben Farmer, 14. But then we're looking a bit short again once them two fell. Matt Cunningham and Harry Martin at the end, uh, looking strong, giving us a half a chance. Harry bat- batted the best I've seen him bat for 13, not out. Matt uh, fell for the second to last win it. Nohan and Harry did the best at the end, but it just wasn't to be 31 runs short. And just for those people who might be joining us for the first time this season uh, the Sunday cricket is win-lose now isn't it so it's 40 overs win-lose um, so for people probably judging some of those uh, guys lower down the order you know how did they give their wicket away I think the last one was uh, no hand stumped by the looks of it but you know you're chasing the score and, and you don't get anything for for not you know not being out at the end of it do you no you don't and that's the way I like to play cricket anyway mate there's no point in them trying to play properly just give it a whack <laughs> Get it whacked, indeed. Um, thanks, Finty. Uh, go on, you, you, you did give me a player of the day. I think it was Finn Nash. Yeah, uh, I've, I've only played with him the first couple of times this year. With the ball, he's brilliant. Um, you know, his dad's, I'm sure his dad's taught him everything, he knows. But uh, brilliant with whoa, the ball whoa, 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 and top score. Don't, don't forget what school he goes to, mate, and the education that I'm providing for him. Yeah, you may look like his dad, but I think his dad's <laughs> got more knowledge. Uh, that is both of those points are debatable, but but thanks for that, Flinty. Um, Sebi looked like a decent bowler. How yes, did you feel the, keeping to him? Sebi bowled very well, as, as I've seen him a couple of Saturdays now. Again, uh, moving the ball quite well, decent pace, probably the most accurate of our bowling. Wish he'd tell you when he's bowling his variation because you haven't got a clue whether it's coming. Uh, he's trying to throw it through as fast as possible, slower one potentially. You just guess and leave the batsman guessing. Right, Flinty, thanks for joining us. Thanks for giving us your time on this Monday evening. Uh, good luck in Sheffield and good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks for having me and uh, see you all again next weekend. No worries, mate. No worries. See you soon. Uh, some absolutely great content there. I'm really, really privileged to have uh, Claire and Helen join us today. Um, it's great to see what they're doing with the help of Fred and with the help of his coaches and his volunteers with the women's and girls section. And I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it was really good to see on Friday and on Sunday um, to tie in with what the, the senior teams are doing also. The first might be pleased with their gap Saturday that's just gone past with the weather, uh, as they're going to be pretty busy this weekend. The first are playing Thursday against Haslington in the T20 Cup, Bowdoin on Saturday, and on Sunday, I think that must be a Cheshire Cup game uh, against Oxton. The seconds are playing Bowdoin. The thirds have a fairly busy week as well. They're playing Stockport Trinity, and on the Tuesday after, they are playing Lindo in the T20 Cup. The fourths on Saturday are playing Offerton. Sunday 11 playing, obviously, on Sunday versus Elworth. And as we heard from the women's team, their next match is 21st of May. It's a Friday night softball match versus Toft CC. Thank you again for those people who are tuning in and listening to my dulcet Leicester tones. I've been Pete Langley, Maxfield celebrity. You've been fantastic.